0: You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, an update as the commissioners of all major sports leagues sit in a conference call with the president. Dana White becomes a video game villain, and the MLB and NFL work out plans in a corona-filled world. Finally, we discuss the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary The U, and discuss how the Miami Hurricanes became the 80s team of the decade. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. Hey
1: everyone, it's Mac.
2: And I'm Heather. We mustn't dwell. No, not today. We can't. Not on Rex Manning Day, Lewis. <laughs> I think Happy your Rex get, Manning Day!
0: Your
1: intros get longer and longer. Yeah,
2: they do. Uh, More obscure, too, as as it goes on.
1: Yeah, it's only a matter of time before uh, it literally takes up about the first 20 minutes of every episode.
2: (laughs) This is my platform. This is my chance to shine, okay?
1: (laughs) Be sure to follow us on all social
0: media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at HometownCrowdPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you find your podcast. And if you're an Apple subscriber, please leave us a review. We will read it on the air. I actually forgot to check today uh, whether we had a new review or not. But how are you I guys can do doing that today? right
2: now, actually. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm all right, man. I'm just doing schoolwork. Uh, I got a 20-page paper due at the end of the month, so I'm getting all my reading done and gonna start banging that one out. And you know, trying to get uh, a couple stories written, including something with the NCAA. And they finally sent me, you know, replied to an email and did not answer my question. So I was like, well, that seems pretty par for the course for the NCAA. So I'm just uh, gonna what go was with the it. Question? Uh, Why they opted to extend a year of eligibility to spring sports students, but not to basketball players. Um, And essentially, from what I drew from it, is that they completed their season. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, You know, they're done, you know, so.
0: I mean, I get it. But, you know, for for most fans, the season was just starting. Uh, So not everybody's going to see it that way. Yeah, and I don't think the student athletes see it that way either. Yeah. Uh, Heather, did we have any reviews?
2: Ah, uh, we did not. Nope. Okay. Big old goose egg. So.
0: All right. So how are you doing this this evening?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Um, for the first time, I think ever in a really long time, the words, I think I'm wrestled out, was uttered in this house.
1: <laughs>
2: um. Something something along the lines of we've watched a lot of wrestling and that does not happen very often. Um, but I mean other than that, we're good. We're really good. I'm really great. Still working, still dealing with people's nasty money. And wow, people your, your who do not adhere to the stay-at-home order. So I mean, who wants to do that? <sighs> <Right?
0: laughs> Show must
2: go on.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um I'm actually working from home for the next two weeks because they're sending me to a, uh, well, sending being a loose word. Uh, they're sending me to a Microsoft Windows 10 class online next week. So uh,
1: that I'm, sounds not gonna, awful. I'm not going to turn down a $2,000 class for free. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, re- you can't really do that. that. That would be the epitome of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I'm ready for this to all go away. Uh, I think we were promised by Easter, right? Um, uh, that was the original projection, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Easter is next week, and I'm ready for that to be true. Um, but no, I'm, I'm a realist. I know that that's not, that was never going to happen.
1: Uh, I'm just, I'm done with it. Yeah, I think we all are. Um... We we want to get back as close as we can to to real life, and rather than just sitting here and staring at the same four walls, mm. um, you know, and, and the same people, and just I mean, I, I'm ready to be able to like go to the bookstore or just you know anything at this point um, to get out of the house. Are you <laughs> saying
2: Are you saying that you would willingly be around people at this point? Yes. Mm, yes. Nice. We've uh, we've really reached a level.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is after I get my beard trimmed uh, because when I had class this on Monday, one of my fellow students said I looked like one of those homeless amnesiacs from a bad 90s action film. And that one oh, hurt.
2: Oh, that's... Yeah. You know what? I feel personally attacked by that.
1: Yeah, that one stung a little bit. Although I'm impressed uh, with the... with the the burn man like that that's an original one i i respect
0: it yeah i haven't heard that one before yeah Yeah, Um, he's really good i propose that once these uh social distancing restrictions get lifted we uh reunite for an in-person show yes i think we should do that Mm -hmm. um Um, it'd be good to see you guys it'd be good to not talk to an empty room and you guys on the other end of a screen um we we should definitely do that once we can again.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I'm definitely okay with that. So, what do we what do we got on tap today, Tim? What, what well, we uh let's
0: to... start where we spent most of last week. Uh WrestleMania 36 happened this past weekend, and it was it was fascinating.
2: I was I have been looking forward to recording this week because I wanted to get your guys's take on it because it's either been a really long time since you've watched it or you haven't really watched it. So I was really curious to see what you guys thought.
1: Now, Um, Mac, did you watch? I did not. I was doing schoolwork. Um, Mm. Like I said, I got a 20 page paper and my capstone project. So I'm, I'm kind of, uh, and I'm trying to read more. Uh, you know, I've already knocked out three books since we went into lockdown mode and I started a fourth today in addition to my school reading. So, um, you know, a little less screen time, a little more expanding my brain. Which
2: is respectable. I can respect that. I appreciate
1: it. People are actually supposed to improve
0: themselves during this time.
1: Well, when you're like me and you're already scraping at the bottom, you should really take that old adage uh, there's nowhere to go but up to heart and actually do something. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Well,
2: then, well, then, well, then, Dimothy, what did you think?
0: So I, I did watch both nights. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't watch any of the preview shows, so I missed any of the matches that were kind of in the preview. I know there was one on Sunday, and I don't know if there was one Saturday. Um, Yeah, there
2: there was. um, I think I was dealing with kids stuff, so I I was kind of in and out on that one.
0: Yeah, the only only match that I missed was the uh, Charlotte Flair match. Uh, Um, we kind of had some social distancing in person. Uh, my, my in-laws came and sat at one end of the driveway so that we could physically see another human being that we liked. Um, and, you know, had a conversation 15, 20 feet away. Uh, uh that was during the Charlotte Flair match. So I didn't get to see that one. I did see the very tail end of it. I saw the submission and that was about it. Did Charlotte Uh, win? Yes. Yes.
2: Charlotte uh, did. But... Also just as a quick little nerd alert, we found out today or was it maybe it was yesterday of what her costume was. So Was it so the, the uh, thing,
0: Are you are so, you referring to the Dragon Ball Z?
2: Yes. Yes. That yes. was her costume because we were sitting there, we were watching it, and we were like, when have we ever not seen her in black? Because she's always in black, and we just could not. And so then we thought, now maybe we're talking about just...
0: Rhea, right?
2: Rhea, yeah. Not yeah, we're Charlotte. talking about Rhea, not Charlotte. And then we thought, well, maybe it was a uh, trolling on Charlotte because of just how she dresses and everything like that. But nope, no, no, she, she did. It was uh, a modified Saiyan
0: armor from Dragon Ball Z. Cosplay. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have seen which that. Is mean.
2: Amazing, which is amazing.
0: Uh, but yeah, so as somebody who hasn't watched since you know the days of The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kane still wearing the red and black mask, um, I loved it. I had a blast watching it. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Were you the, the, were were you as we did you get weirded out about there not being a crowd or? Did it kind of, did you kind of start to get used to it after a while?
0: It, it took some getting used to. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I think that they could have done a little more perhaps with like Gronk. Um, God, given, the, given the fact that, you know, he was the only person in attendance, they might've been able to do a little more with him.
2: Um, now listen, he did take the 24 hour title, the 24 he did seven take title, 24
0: seven title. Um, uh, yeah. There were a couple of matches that I thought really were hurt by the fact that there were no crowds, mm-hmm. um, and I know I, I pointed those out in our our discussion on the Facebook group. I don't remember which one specifically, but
2: well, the there biggest were some, one. Well, the biggest the one was the very first one. Well, the, the well not only that, but the the Edge and Randy Orton one. That, that one, one I
0: think is still going. Uh, <laughs>
2: just about, but that one to me, I thought probably was hurt the most by there not being a crowd they really kind of needed the crowd for that one but
0: but wwe did a really good job of doing stuff stuff different Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have been able to do with a crowd and Mm -hmm. i think that they need to capitalize on that Um, oh they have i'm speaking specifically i loved the undertaker verse um AJ Styles Styles.
2: the boneyard match that
0: match was so much fun to watch it was like Mm -hmm. watching a b-level horror movie yeah um it was amazing
2: yeah we'll see and when that started you know because it starts with the hearse coming in Mm -hmm. and the coffin coming out we thought we were really about to see like old school undertaker come out Mm -hmm. and show up and then to come to find out spoiler alert it's AJ Styles and we were like oh come on yeah but yeah, it was. It was really entertaining to watch. And like I said, the that whole thing—it was just the joke that I made over the weekend. Was it looked like AJ had trash talked Uncle Mark's wife at the Thanksgiving table, so Uncle Mark took him out into the front yard to teach him something. Beat him up. Did beat uh, him up. That pretty was good.
0: my favorite match of the weekend. Uh,
2: really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, so the other highly produced one. A lot of it went over my head a- yes. as a as a newcomer to wrestling. Most of the John Cena history of wrestling references I didn't get, so I was really just kind of weirded out by the uh, what did they call it? The a
2: Firefly Funhouse match.
0: Firefly Funhouse match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really cool. It was really weird, and I didn't get it.
2: <laughs> well, it was it was clearly meant to be cinematic to mm-hmm. start. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, and it kind of went over, it did a, a, I don't know, just a a very good summary of kind of, I don't want to say the history of wrestling, but just kind of like those, those main like pop culture moments in wrestling Mm -hmm. too, especially pertaining to John Cena, because Mm -hmm. they hit every single you know, iteration of John Cena.
0: I think we even had a reference to our um, Macho Man off last week.
2: Yeah. In that
0: one, Mm -hmm. because I think, didn't they do the whole cream rises to the top?
2: Yeah, they did. Uh, In
0: that one. Um, But overall, WrestleMania 36 as a newcomer Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having something that was kind of live action sports- ish mm-hmm. uh back in my life for a couple of hours each night um goldberg needs
1: to hang it up oh god that was yeah uh, I, all i saw all i saw on twitter was um one dude essentially said all right we're reaching back to like high school goldberg's coming out and i finished typing this and it's done like, <laughs> that's, yeah. like that's
0: that's pretty <laughs> much how that match and, went it was it, um Goldberg <laughs> threw three spears, and uh, what's his name did a uh, couple of his moves, and that was it.
2: Oh, well, I was a I, I was very happy to see Drew McIntyre win because he deserved <laughs> that. He deserved it so much, and I was really happy that he got that moment. I'm a little sad though he didn't get it in front of, you know, eighty thousand people, but like good for him. I was really happy. I was really happy with it. So.
0: So Heather, what were your thoughts on it? Since you're a little bit more well-versed
2: I'm a little more advanced than I was definitely from a year ago. Um, no, overall I really liked it, especially too. Now that like, I kind of understood the storylines a little better and I knew kind of how, you know, just different plot lines that were going on and everything. Um, my absolute favorite was the Firefly Funhouse mm-hmm. match, just because I did catch all the references. You yeah. know that they that they you know did the you know cream rises to the top part, and then um, did the whole Eric Bischoff thing from WCW, and like where they just touched on these moments in history that I remember just from way back in the day. So like a lot of those references I got, and and I got the the uh, the cinematic aspect of it, um, and then like I showed you guys, what I thought was amazing was that you know the fiend had taken over John Cena's Instagram, and yep. it like flooded his feed with just Bray Wyatt stuff, and so it was just it was just great. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then the whole like Vince McMahon puppet, you know, <laughs> like
0: I caught that reference.
2: Yeah, and it was so good because apparently I guess that's what Vince. Does like if he if he gives the okay with something he's like that's good shit, and like he he loved it he loved it so uh, like I said all in all like I thought it was really well done like I'm used
0: kind of what I've seen is like newcomers tended to like the Undertaker match a whole lot more while the people who had mm-hmm. been around said that fire uh fire,
2: Funhouse Fun Firefly yeah.
0: Funhouse was like the best match that WWE has done in years.
2: Yeah, oh, no, Uh, James was like, that was one of the best, like, moments that he had seen. And, you know, he's like, that definitely ranks up there in one of his absolute, in his absolute favorite WrestleMania moments. So it was really good. I thought it was really well done for what they had, like, for the whole situation. I thought that they did a really good job with it because it really could have gone either way. Yeah. And so I, th- I think they did the best they could. And you were talking about like capitalizing on it. Um, what I thought was hilarious because um we went on the WWE shop and they had shirts that were, you know, the WrestleMania shirts, but it said I wasn't there. <laughs> so you can buy WrestleMania I wasn't there shirts. So yeah, yeah it was so they're definitely I, capitalizing on it, and I think they did a good job.
0: I do want to say I think the one match that thrived despite having no crowd was the um Monday Night Messiah uh
2: oh, the, versus uh,
0: uh
2: you're talking about Seth Rollins
0: Yeah Seth Rollins versus uh was it Randy K- Owens versus
2: KO it's KO KO Yeah uh, that that was the one
0: <laughs> that match thrived despite no crowd they played was, off each other really well
2: They've been yeah they've been doing that well and what was so funny was like I was upstairs giving the kids baths and stuff like that. And from upstairs I could hear James shouting like, Oh my God, he's dead. Seth Rollins <laughs> is broken in half. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, oh well that's that's, yeah. that's going down." No, uh, now see I did also think though too the um the street prophets. Mm-hmm. They yep. they but they they don't need a crowd. They do not need a crowd at all. They they no. they can bring the entertainment with or without and so that was also a really good match. So I gave it two thumbs up. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it.
0: I did. Um, But let's look at some other sports news. Uh, Donald Trump held a conference call this week, uh, or I think it was late last week uh, with all the commissioners of all the major leagues in major professional leagues. And I want to clarify that because there was no NCAA representative on the call uh to discuss the plan for sports. Um one of the there wasn't a whole lot of information that came out of it, but one of the things that did get reported was that the president anticipates having fans in stadiums by August and that the NFL should anticipate their season starting on time.
1: Yeah, that's uh and they took it so seriously that um you know, the NFL is doing a three-day virtual draft um, and are being contingency plans to run a truncated season that won't kick off until late October, early November, you know? So, I mean, um, would that be great? Yeah, that, that would be. Um, but you need at least six weeks to get these guys in a game shape, you know, yeah. you need at least that. And if you don't have six weeks to get him prepped, uh, you know, you're running the risk of increased uh, chances for injury. Um, You're probably going to get really sloppy football. Uh, You know, I mean, I just don't rush it. You know, uh, football is a violent sport as it is. Don't make it any more dangerous than you have to. Um, But I, I just, the president needs to realize that uh, the economy is not the important thing here. Uh, public health is, and that, uh, you know, focus on that. And then you can maybe uh, with, with more of an increased focus on that, you know, you can get asses and seeds by August. But, you know, <laughs> if you think those sports leagues, are going to bend over backwards for the president, you're out of your mind. Uh, you know, like, They're going to find ways to keep money, uh, keep making money or, or lose less money. And they're not really worried about what the president has to say. So, um, you know, I just I thought it was kind of funny. Like of all the things going on, that's what you want to be doing right now. Yeah, um, That's just me, though
0: yeah I, i'm with you um we don't need to rush it it's too soon to tell uh, now granted august is four months away uh, which means we're five months away from nfl season mm-hmm. but we need to play it smart and and let's not rush back and i'm desperate for sports
1: oh yeah trust me i know um <laughs> i started playing madden again you know i i, I <laughs> want sports it so bad and I haven't played that game in, like, four years, so. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, we, I think we all want it back. You know, we want that distraction, and we want, like, the community that comes with watching games. But, I mean, I think uh, most of us um, are not evil, disgusting people and realize that getting together in large groups right now with uh, no planned treatment, uh, you know, and no vaccine would be a really dumb idea. Um mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I'm I'm OK with with calling a timeout on the universe right now um, and putting a big out to lunch sign on the planet. And then we'll figure it out once we, you know, get those once those doctors have found the treatment, you know, proper treatments and, and uh, work that vaccine. So
0: I'm sorry. Earth is closed today. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, in the words
1: of Tony Stark. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I mean, and the thing is, is even after all this, states are going to reopen at different times based on their own, uh, you, you know... Uh, Schedule. How, yeah, on their own, you know, and how things are unwrapping, you know, unfolding. And then you have, um, you know, it, it typically takes 12 to 18 months to develop a vaccine. You can't yeah. fast-track that, you know, so uh-huh. uh, they they may you know, say, Hey, we're open for business, but guess what? There's still not going to be anybody sitting in seats at stadiums. You know, they, they would be well within the right, you know, the, the purview uh, for public safety to do that. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I have to say, I appreciate how creative the NBA is getting uh, with the lack of games. Uh, they currently are holding a players NBA 2k uh, tournament.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and they're talking about they're getting ready to launch
0: Horse. (laughs) Of course, they are. They're they're gonna do Horse in like everybody's personal gyms with current NBA stars, WNBA stars, and some former uh, some NBA alumni. Uh, They haven't really announced everybody yet. I know Trey Young is slated to participate, but. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I imagine Steph Curry will be in there. They're going to get as many names as they can, and that, I mean that's that's good. I yeah. mean NAS, NASCAR did it, you know, with the e racing. You know, they're they're doing that right now. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a good way. Like, I know a lot of Major League Baseball players are playing. Um, you know, the show, the new, ga- you know, the new the mm-hmm. new addition to the show against fans and stuff. I mean, it's it's smart. These these players aren't stupid. You know, why not reach out and get to know your fans a little bit and at least help you kill time uh, as you're sitting in your palatial mansion um, with an indoor gym and a basketball court while the rest of us are slumming here in 1500 square feet? And uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, somebody else who's getting creative in all the wrong ways is Dana White. Uh, oh, God. He said that he is a couple of days away from going full Shang Tsung and securing a private island to host international UFC fights. Um, And if that's not the most Mortal Kombat thing I've ever heard, I don't know what is.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. uh, I don't, I don't quite get what, I mean, I know what Dana's trying to do. He's trying to make money when there's nothing going on. I get that. Um, But how are you going to get, fighters in and out of where they're coming from uh, to go to this island, um, you know, with the travel restrictions that are still involved. And on top of that, uh, you know, how open are, are some of these, like, it, there's going to be countries that are losing fight, you know, fight cards now, because he's just be like, hey, man, if it's not, if it's outside the US, it's going to be on Ela uh, Day-White and we're not going to go to the UK or Ireland or Poland, you know, or any, or, you know, it's just like, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but also he's not telling the fighters where this island's located.
0: <laughs> so what, they just show up at an airport and get on a private charter and land and then that's the same it. thing for return. Yep. I, I mean, love which, it.
1: which I find just a batshit crazy, um.
0: This sounds like just a good, as good of an idea as letting artificial intelligence program itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just and and he the the slapdash card for UFC two forty nine that apparently is going to be held on an Indian reservation. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, to get around uh, having to be sanctioned by the state, you know, and I'm just I one, I would be very reticent as uh you know a native tribe considering that they are uh kind of getting beat up by COVID 19. um there's been a a few tribes that have been very open with their struggles and trying to contain it um but like he dana better be opening the pocketbook for for this tribe uh wherever wherever it's at because heather i don't know if you saw did you did they say which one
2: um uh i think so hold on let me see let me see okay oh it's the um it's not it's at the casino at the Tachi Palace Resort casino
1: okay yeah i, I and then you you lost Khabib, so your your headline's gone yeah um you know and a lot of the other fighters are, are still trickling back into the united states from from their own uh you know sh- to go home and and make sure they're good over, you know back at home and i mean look at Rose Namajunas and Joanna, you know, they train in the United States, but they, you know, still travel back and forth frequently to where they're from, you know. And and it's just, I think it's it, it, this isn't a card you just want. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not really like, do I like Justin Gaethje? Yeah, I, I like him. Um, do I think he's deserving of a title shot right now? No. And and that, and I hate interim, I hate interim belts. I hate interim belts. I, I just, it drives me nuts. Um so I I don't know like th- this 249 should have been canceled and then if if you really wanted to play the you know Island of Doctor Moreau um you know you could pick up you know new cards in May once you have like the title signed and you have your own little island in whatever ocean you know I just I don't know uh, Dan, Dana White just doing Dana White things and it's like the more and more power he gets uh you know the crazier he gets because
2: Well, now, now, I mean, kind of the same can be said for Vince because, um, not, uh, not SmackDown, but I think it's, uh, yeah, SmackDown is, um, there, they are going to be having it at an undisclosed location because, because the state of Florida is tightening up their restrictions too on how many people can be in the building, even though there's no crowd of how many people could be in the building. And so they are doing something at an undisclosed location to avoid that. So, oh, man, listen, these listen, if, if there is a loophole, people will find it and will I mean, exploit the fuck out of it yeah, and ab- ruin it for everyone.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and the thing is, with Florida, like this was a state that was like, no, we're going to keep the beaches packed. We're going to do all this. And people start getting sick. And the governor's just like, well, whoa. I, I didn't How did this happen? Yeah, I mean, at least he's not the Georgia governor who was like, "We didn't, we didn't even know that you didn't have to present symptoms to be a carrier." Uh, I mean, when did that come out? And it's like, bro, just shut up. Just you go stand in the corner, Georgia governor. You go stand there and you think about what you did. Well, yeah, majorly... and,
2: and and it's and it's and it's actually all three. So it's SmackDown, Raw, and NXT.
1: Mm. So. Oh, geez. So they're all going to be in an undisclosed location.
2: Yes. Mm.
1: Well,
0: Major League Baseball's got another idea for how they're going to proceed. Uh, Um, Yeah. They are floating the idea of what is basically a quarantined baseball town Uh, in Arizona, where they have um, spring training. They're going to, they want to lock down all 30 teams in one town, basically make sure everybody's clean and then play ball on the the stadiums that are there in front of in empty stadiums.
2: So yeah. in a bubble town. That's the
0: idea, but those players have to stay in hotels and hotels need to be manned by people. Mm. Okay.
2: Well, and then okay, uh next question. Um so then so then it's only the teams in the stadium, correct? Yes. Doesn't that break the number of people that can be in doesn't that break that rule of the number of people that can be allowed in there?
1: Well, it depends on the state. Like, I don't know if Arizona is under like the same requirements. Right. Um, as of the, like, say, of
2: the, like the 50 people or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's 24 players on uh, game day, game day rosters. It's either 22 or 24. Um, I thought it was so. 25. Did that change? I, I don't, dude, I might be wrong, Tim. I couldn't, I know that they were talking about expanding the size of the rosters even before October call-ups. Like, it's mm. it's a new part of, like, cl- the collective bargaining negotiations and all that. Um, so, okay, so we'll we'll say 25. So, I mean, even if you just have both teams and no manager uh, and yeah. no, no base coaches, no, you're, you're No breaking. umpires. Yeah. No you know. camera crew. So no. they're, they're gonna have to, I mean, and the thing is, if you look at, the cactus league stadiums they're kind of like stacked on top of each other so you're going to have multiple games going on at one time and is that you know town do they have the hotel rooms to hold 30 major league baseball teams and the front office and uh the scouts and equipment people you know and the uh you know like the uh uh medical team you know and you know, it's just, but it,
0: let's let's say that they could pull all of that off. Uh, no, but they still, no,
2: they know
0: there's mm-hmm. still the risk of if one person is infected, you got a cruise ship situation going on in this bubble town. Um,
2: well, and, a, and Arizona does have a recommendation of canceling or postponing gatherings of 10 or more people.
0: There you go. And then yeah. you have, uh, you know, if they're trying to play a full 162 game slate, that's going to lead to summer games in Arizona, in afternoon double headers. There's a lot of health risks just there, uh, virus notwithstanding.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Manfred wants to, you know, he wants to be the first people back. You know, I think Adam Silver from the NBA really wanted to be the first ones back. But I mean, I think Adam Silver's probably been the smartest out of the commissioners, uh, you know, to, to shut things down. He's working with the other uh, team governors, uh, you know, to see, well, what do we need to do to salvage? Oh, uh, you know, what can we salvage of the NBA season? Because if they push it back any farther and say, they just go with the playoffs uh, seated with the records that were, you know, Uh, in place when the season was called off you know you're going to push yourself into uh you know august and you know you're going to run right into the nba preseason to start the next season so like i almost
0: wonder if the nhl and nba at this point are kind of just playing chicken and not wanting to be the first ones to be nope our season's done
1: I mean, th- let's face it, if anybody should do it, it should be the NHL. They've already canceled one whole season because they were they couldn't play nice with each other, you know, the owners and the players. So yeah. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility for them. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I mean, if that's what it takes, it's what it takes, man. Like, I would rather us just sit here as much as it drives me up the wall and we all do it and these guys all do it and then we – like, get this knocked out. Let the doctors do what they're supposed to do and the virologists and the epidemiologists and, and the, you know, the the chest doctors and, and all those very smart people that are much smarter than me and actually know what the hell is going on. Uh, let them do their thing and let's get this thing knocked out. And then, and then we go back to watching sports and making fun of each other. I'm all for that. <laughs> um, you know, but like jumping the gun, I just don't think that's a good thing because like there's already, uh, you know, certain... Uh, projections that there'll be a a drop-off in you know may june july but then it'll start coming back in late august and september you'll have another big increase yeah you know so if i I remember
0: right that's what the uh 1918 flu did yeah yeah it led to like 200,000 u.s deaths in a single month
1: yeah i mean it's it's these are things that we have to you know that have to be accounted for you know i mean i don't know I, but I do, I know what you mean. I'm like, I'm looking at, you know, sports websites and I'm just like, will you please come back, please? But I don't want anybody to die just because I want to watch baseball. You know, that's the last thing I want.
0: Right. Uh, the one league that's got the most cushion going on right now is the NFL. Uh, the only thing they've got coming up is the draft. And it seems like they're doing that the right way since they want to push forward with the draft. Um, They've announced, I believe, that all participants in the draft must participate from their homes. Um, Yeah. You're not allowed to use team facilities. Everybody, I I imagine that there's probably just going to be a couple of webcam sessions where it's like, oh, the NFL is on this camera for everybody. And then all of my people are over on this camera to discuss. And then let's unmute it. And let's see
1: how well that goes. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's it, you do what you got to do. The draft is a big deal. I mean, we all of us draft next sit there and watch it. You know, we either, you know, if it's Tim, he's getting his heart broken with bad picks. Um, yep. mean, if it's me, you know, we're not picking well until day three. You know, so, I mean, it's just um, I did know. see it.
0: It was announced just before we recorded that the NFL draft is actually going to be. a, uh, 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 What do you call those? Like a fundraiser, um, they're oh. turning it into like a telethon type thing. Oh,
1: really? With well, uh,
0: six not- charities being uh, to help fight coronavirus being the rep- uh, the recipients. Oh,
1: that's uh-huh. that's cute because I don't know if you guys saw what Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter, he's literally giving one billion dollars to um, <laughs> to research. That's a third of his overall wealth. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you have you know the NFL. Uh, who who generates tens of billions of dollars every year, that's probably going to, you know... (laughs) Raise a couple million. Yeah, and be like, look Uh. at us, we did a good job. And it's like, dude, eat a dick, you know? (laughs) That,
0: That money's going to be split between the American Red Cross, the CDC Foundation's All of Us Combat Coronavirus campaign... Feeding America's COVID-19 Response Fund, Meals on Wheels COVID-19 Response Fund, The Salvation Army, and United Way's COVID-19 Community Response and Recovery Fund.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would have rather seen them just give it directly to, or, you know, a certain percentage just directly to local food banks because those are the places that are being uh, hit hardest right now. Um, But, but hey,
0: at at least it's something
1: there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you, Roger Goodell. You're still a walking pile of excrement. <laughs> uh, I think he's one of
0: two commissioners that still gets booed every time he comes out on stage as on draft. Should.
1: As he should. Uh, the as other being should.
0: the NHL's Gary Bettman. Well, uh,
1: as, as he should. Yeah. As he should. Uh,
0: but Mac, you had another topic you wanted to discuss. Yeah,
1: if, if you guys, uh, anyone listening, if you want actually something to read, you need to read the SI cover story uh, and it's literally opens up, we're all effed, there is no other way to look at this, is there? Um, administrators and insiders weigh in as the coronavirus threatens the college football season and explain why the entire NCAA system could hang in the balance. Um, now, this is, I thought it was great because these are actual uh, athletic directors and, and team, you know, and school presidents that are saying, yeah, this uh, could be really bad for us, uh, no matter what, uh, you know, like the college football coaches association is trying to say, no, we will, you know, we're, we're going to have college football this year. These people are prepping on it, not happening. Uh, did we lose Matt? This is gonna, no, I'm still right <laughs> here, man.
2: Okay. You cut out there for a little bit. Oh, sorry
1: about that. Yeah. It's, it's storming here guys. So I apologize. Um, but, uh, you know, just because of the sheer amount of, Revenue that the football programs drive uh, this could potentially have really bad uh ramifications for the entire athletic department um i know like part of it is a lot of uh, athletic directors are saying they're just going to start cutting sports you know it's to be a division one program you have to sponsor 14 sports um some of your blue bloods you know, uh, sponsor 28, 29, 30 sports. And they'll just start axing things, you know, like soccer programs and lacrosse and so- women's softball, women's, you know, swim programs, track programs just to save money. Um, and they're also saying that, you know, it, 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 it they, they actually showed some of the financial numbers, which was crazy. Um, you know, but I, if there's anything guys is, is that, the Big Ten gave more money to their schools than any other um, conference last year, uh, generating over $50 million. That's, that's what's distributed by um, our, the revenue that was generated by their athletic departments. Uh, men's football, men's basketball uh, generated $51 million, and then they lost $22.9 million on the rest of their sports. So uh, it's not going to look good if there's nobody uh, spending money on these programs. And, uh, you know, some of these schools are are really prepping for, um, you know, for there not to be a season. So everybody needs to just get that in your head. There's a huge possibility it's not going to happen. Uh, And then we should just be really excited if it does. Now, something else I also saw was ESPN's considering moving Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit to Monday Night Football. That would oh. be interesting. Yeah, which would leave uh, open the college, uh, you know, game day stuff. And can I take that job? Oh God, I'd love to have that job. <laughs> Travel I, I, the world and call football games. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and a whopping eighty-eight percent of FBS eight athletic directors want an expanded college football playoff. When the current I did see that one. In 2025, uh, uh, I think it was five percent of them said six games. About no, seventy-two percent believe eight teams should qualify. Yeah, uh, and sixty-six percent of the ads said the highest-ranked non-power-five team should receive an automatic bid. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that there's a there's a pretty sizable chunk that don't want the group of five to have any kind of bid. Um, they think they should still meet like a certain criteria, like a top 10 or, or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be kind of... Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, it, yep. 88, uh, 72% prefer an 18 model. 11% want 12 or 16, 5% want six teams, and 12% want the playoffs to remain at four teams. So, yep. that could be something we're looking forward to in about five years. I'd be years.
0: very curious to find out who that 12%
1: is. Um, I imagine... Your your blue bloods probably don't want it to expand anymore. Yeah, you know, LSU, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Bama. Yeah, schools like that probably don't want it expanded. Um, but I mean, hey, I like playoffs, and it, that would make it a real playoff kind of yeah. sort of. So I have
0: I've always been of the opinion that it should be eight. Uh, I don't I don't want to get crazy and do sixteen or whatever, but we can
1: do so, eight. no. Conference champs get in. Bam. It's called a day. Um, I mean, that's the whole point you tip it. I mean, that's how every other sport on the planet does it. You and your conference, you go to the playoff. But no, we're big time college football and we have to do it stupid. So. Well, let's pivot
0: to the, the back half of our show. Uh, we've, we've talked about how we're going to kind of start breaking down some of these ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries. Last week, we talked about Nature Boy and DB and James talked about, you know, Ric Flair's. Impact on wrestling, and this week we all sat down and watched the first part of the U. Yes, uh, we could almost have done you know three episodes between the U U part two and uh, Catholics versus Convicts, uh, which are all ESPN thirty for thirties. But we did the U part one, uh, mm-hmm. kind of the the history of Miami football from eighty three to I think ninety one. Yes. Uh, yes kind of the, the rise of Miami football. Uh, and first off, I could not imagine a world where Miami was considering moving to division two.
1: Well, I don't uh, think they would have dropped down to division two. They would have moved to FCS,
0: but I mean, even so, could you, yeah. can you picture Miami in an FCS
1: team? I mean, it, the thing is, is outside of that, that period covered in the documentary, like Miami is, is a, is a just a trash program? Uh, you know, like they they're they're living. Don't off not them hear you say that. Yeah, I don't I don't care. You know, they're living off what those teams in the '80s and early '90s did, and, because they haven't done anything since. You know. Like, yeah, and one... well,
2: yeah, well, and and one of the things too that that I took from it that he said, and it was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, I can kind of see why they are the way that they are now. Was one of the former players I forget who it was that was saying. He was like, it was like a circus. That's what they treated it as.
1: Yeah. Oh.
2: and and now like the whole like turnover chain which then turned into you know the uh what was it? it was like the knuckles almost like brass knuckle type things that they had for this season it was something like that or whatever but yeah like i i can kind of see it now that they're trying to get back to that because clearly like it worked for them to do mm-hmm. that where they embraced Like
1: this, the bad boy, uh,
2: the villain. Yeah, kind of the bad boy villain type mentality.
1: Um, Um, Well, but I mean, it's it's easy to do that when you know each other. And all those guys from the from you know that time period in the when uh, Schnellenberger came in, they all went lived in the same area. They're all from. They were all uh, from Miami. Yeah, they went to different high schools, but but they were all from Miami. Uh, You know, uh, Miami. You know, the U is not recruiting athletes the way they were you know if you're if you're going to school you know a high school player in Miami you know you're not just limited to like Florida Florida State and Miami anymore you can go to FAU you can go to FIU you can go to Central Florida you can go to South Florida you know um, there's a lot more options there and you know it's those guys like Michael Irvin and Warren Sapp and um, uh, especially the tailback number five uh, the dude who who had blew out his knee in the one? Uh, uh,
2: oh yeah, I forget. Oh you know, god, I forget what his name was. Yeah, um,
1: you know they had a lot of personality, and and were able to play that way. You know that whole team was just a bunch of personalities. Include, I mean, look, and a lot of the clips you had the offensive linemen, you know, <laughs> jawing at people and dancing. Um,
2: which I thought was hilarious that they were like, you know, like, yeah, we were the reason that that we don't have mics on players anymore yeah. <laughs>
1: at the coin toss.
2: at the opening.
1: Uh, you know? the coin yeah, court.
2: like, uh,
1: I that, that one totally got a little crazy. heated. Uh, well, I'm not gonna lie. Um, if it, it might just be me, but Bernie Kosar was lit the entire time he was being interviewed. <laughs> I
0: really forgot lit. how much the old Cleveland Browns loved their Miami quarterbacks
1: yeah i mean and then it just he he was like hey yeah i mean it was it was crazy man if Schnellenberg were staying we would win like 28 championships right yeah <laughs> it's just like I, I forgot that
0: both both Kozar and testaverdi went to miami and they were both browns quarterbacks
1: yeah but testaverdi remember also played like six years in tampa before he went to the browns um but yeah i mean it's And what's funny is you look at those teams, um, you know, like Steve Walsh was from Minnesota. Bernie Kosar was from Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, You've got all these, like, Midwestern white quarterbacks that they're pulling down to quarterback these teams (laughs) where it's like, uh, you know, it's got like a very, you know, hip-hop culture, you know. Can you imagine being from, like, Podunk, Minnesota, like Steve Walsh was? He did not have a scholarship offer from U.N., uh, you know, you know, um, moving from like this little podunk town in Minnesota to Miami and hanging out with like two life crew and the rest of the guy. you know what I mean, it just it had a- I
2: thought was hilarious that and it but it makes sense of how much like the whole two, how two life crew and just kind of that whole genre of music really like, I don't want to say like was infused into Miami football, but I can see it. Cause like that whole segment, like for me, the first thirty minutes of it, I was just like, "All right, this is God. Oh my God!" I still have another like hour and a half. Of it was this. a very
0: long one.
2: It was yeah, but then once it got though, but once we got to that point, like I was like, "Oh my God!" It was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. Um, and I loved how Luther Campbell, when they were talking about you know the the um, the money scandal. Oh, oh, yeah. And he was, and just this whole time, it was this whole little like wink and nod type. I
0: totally didn't do that. Totally
2: did not. Uh, I did not give that, a kid that's money absurd. so
0: he shoes.
2: Uh, that was yeah. really hilarious, and it was fantastic. I, I like, loved it. I like, like the
0: point where they said uh, Jimmy Johnson was the first black Miami co- uh, coach.
1: Oh yeah, right? yeah. I mean, and the thing is, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, when you think about it, you wouldn't expect him to be that type of coach. Look at some of the people he worked for before he got the head gig. Yeah. Right. Um, these were like ball busting, you know, win at any cost type coaches. And he got to Miami. He's like, no, just go out there and have fun, play some mm-hmm. football. Um, well, and know. he,
2: and he, you, you, he had their back. Yeah. A thousand percent.
1: Well, I don't know if you guys were looking at the graphic, but Jimmy Johnson graduated almost three quarters of his players. Yeah. I mean, and that includes Michael Irvin and, yeah. and, and and Warren Sapp and some of these other big, you know, big name guys that, that played at the U, um, you know, and I think that just that speaks to how he connected with those players and how it was fun for them. Like, why would I go? You know, I could go to the NFL. I can make a lot of money, um, but like I'm having a really good time being uh, one of the most dominant programs to ever step on a football field, you know, at the time.
2: Well, and one thing too that I really um, like respected him for was when they walked out of that dinner with a get, uh, with Penn State,
0: and he went right? with them,
2: and he went with them, and he was like they were ready to leave, so I was ready to leave, like oh, yeah. like I thought that was that was really awesome of yeah.
1: Him. I mean, what I really thought was was the best part, and this is just because I'm a nerd is the dichotomy, and you had Jimmy Johnson and and his team, right? And they're starting to bring in big money donors and they're starting to bring in, you know, celebrities to come watch the games. And they're kind of building this, you know, piggybacking off what Schnellenberger did. But like Johnson's building this whole other machine. Um, and then he's you have the president of the school, uh, you mm-hmm. know, what a tad or whatever. Tad. Like, yeah. Oh,
2: God. And he was talking about it being um, Hold <laughs> on. A civilized
1: society. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, bro, did you forget what c- city your school's in and what it's named yeah. after? Like, this is Miami, okay? This is, you know, it, it, <laughs> this is, this is you know, a, a place where you can party for literally 20 hours out of the day if you were so inclined, you know? Um, but, I mean, you, you just had that kind of, that weird exchange going on where you have, like you said, Heather, he's... <laughs> this is going to be the Stanford of the, of the Southeast, you know, blah, 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 blah Stanford blah, 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 of you
0: know? the South or uh, Stanford yeah. of the East, Harvard of the South. I yeah. think was the quote.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Um, but it was, it was funny because like, uh, that one, uh, wide receiver, um, who was like, yeah, I mean, we got a great law program, got a great, you know, uh, uh, medical school. We got a great, this, it's a good school, but, like, you go to Miami to play football, you, you go to Miami to watch football, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, it seems like the president missed that memo when he took that job, Yeah, um, you know? And I, I just, you know, whether we like it or not, and I'm not the biggest fan of it, but a lot of these schools that have really, um, you know, the Ohio State, Miami's, LSU's, Texas, Alabama's, a lot of the sports do bring in eyeballs and it does generate a lot of revenue that do get funneled into the academic programs so bro lean into it why fight it mm-hmm. just lean into it <laughs> everybody else has yeah well
2: and, and well and something too that I thought was really interesting too because whenever Jimmy Johnson left they got Erickson right and mm-hmm. a lot of the players were like who the fuck is this dude like what again another completely best coach we ever had yeah, a completely like unassuming type dude. Um, but he did the same thing. He yeah. let them be themselves and play ball. Now he brought an offense for them that they weren't used to and it really helped propel them further. Um, because that that's what they were saying. Like, you know, we didn't yeah. play an offense like that. But
1: yeah, was, yeah, Jimmy Johnson ran a two back set with two wide, you know, like a a wide out and a tight end. Uh, you know, and then Dennis Erickson comes in and is like, no, we're not going to do that. We Yeah. And it, and it played it played the Miami strength because you had some of the best football players in the country right there in Miami. And when you recruit Miami and you're able to keep those guys, you, you, you can be bigger, faster, stronger than any other team in the country easily. Right, uh, yeah. This guy's home. And, and that's what Schnellenberger and Johnson and Erickson did. You know, yeah. he was able to keep those guys right there. Um, and that's something like, uh, Butch Davis didn't do well. And Randy, uh, Co- Larry, you know, Larry Coker didn't do well. And Randy Shannon didn't do well. And, uh, Jesus Christ, Al Golden, uh, uh <laughs> Mark, Mark <Ritt. laughs> you know, and the um, list goes on. Yeah. And on.
2: Yeah. Uh, but like I said, it's just, it's, I thought it was really funny how, like, probably the two coaches that you would not expect to make a splash in Miami, made the biggest
1: yeah, yeah. and, and they what what three titles in six years between something
2: uh, four three, i thought it was three four. in the
0: 80s and then one in 20. 92 yeah
1: you know yeah, so, so
2: four yeah yeah and that, that was within those 10 years yeah, yeah. i
1: mean it's crazy um uh, but i mean it, that run with erickson or johnson and erickson, and you could so- have made the
0: argument that it should have been five Oh,
1: it honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, because
0: the because of the one in 91 yeah. where they really should have been awarded, but mm-hmm. nobody was going to award well, it even, because of the behavior.
1: If Vinny Testaverdi just didn't chuck five interceptions in one game, that would have been another one. Uh, you right. know, like, I mean, there, just, were, there
0: were six or seven in there, but yeah. I mean, uh, the, four definite and one that you could argue they did everything right and just got screwed because of their behavior.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just that was such a dominant team, Um, you know, and then the thing is, is they played independent for a long time. And when they joined the Big East, finally, uh, who in the Big East was going to run with Miami? Nobody, nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So so you're going to rack up the, you know, the conference titles and then. You know, have the opportunity to play, you know, those those big bowl games against, you know, the the Penn States and the Oklahomas and the Notre Dame's to to play for national titles. So, I mean, it was just it was crazy good, uh, and I really liked, uh, you know, how they, <laughs> you know, this is a fairly new, uh, you know, a new power, and they're just like, yeah, we want to play Notre Dame and smack them around, and then we want to play, you know, Oklahoma and smack around in Texas, you know, and, it's and then just, they was, did, yeah, oh, it's, it was it was great.
2: Well, and I, one of my one of my favorite things too from from it was when the players were like how they would call players from other teams <laughs> and just talk shit to them.
0: Wake them oh, up bright and early on exactly. game day and yeah. uh,
1: talk Be shit. Like,
2: I'm just gonna beat your ass today.
1: Oh, and that's it's just so good. I mean, I, I I'm not a Miami fan by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> that that's a program that I've that has like literally since Jimmy Johnson left has been in and out of trouble with, you know, donors paying players directly. Um, you no, know, they would never do that. Lest, never. I mean, lest, that's thing.
2: lest we forget the long distance scam that
1: they did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, you know, there,
2: I, one of my favorite comparisons for them was that they were the Raiders of college football.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that I mean because I mean in the 80s the Raiders were a pretty you know uh, a pretty good team with just a lot of personalities on it, like Howie Long and Marcus Allen and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so I, I definitely got that but I what I, I think my favorite part about it was is when they were talking about like yeah nobody cared about the Dolphins uh you know and Michael Yeah, Irvin,
2: exactly yeah. yeah yeah he's
1: like yeah I'm getting in the club and they're like guys from the Dolphins like, hey man, hey Mike, can you get can you get me in? And he's just like, nah, I just rolled in, you know? I'm just <laughs> <sitting there> like <laughs> uh,
0: for, for wrestling fans, if you watch about the one hour and 20 minute mark, there is a brief flash of the play, of a player that would come to be known as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. I had to rewind like three times because I was like, am I seeing what I what I think mm-hmm. I've seen. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but he you you can't deny I mean that face is oh yeah, it's just
1: yeah recognizable. It, yeah, it hasn't aged at all. Except no. he, he doesn't yeah. have those nice tight curls atop his head anymore. Um, no, he and,
2: just, no, he does not.
1: Uh, and well yeah,
2: one I mean, thing, yeah, one thing that I, I will say that James and I, because we both watched it together, obviously, um, that we both took from that it was just kinda like, huh. Imagine if you take inner city kids and give them a chance and let them be themselves that they can be successful. Yeah. What do
1: you know?
2: Who'd have thunk?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing is that, you know, this, this kind of Renaissance that Miami has right now is because of what happened at that school in the eighties. You know, given those those young kids that grew up in, in places like Overtown and, and Liberty City, you know, that were, you know, looked a lot like Cleveland, uh, you know, they just <laughs> run down and and beat up um, and
2: lived lived really hard lives. Yeah. And like whole you said, lives.
1: Yeah. Like you said, Heather, you give them a shot and look at what they did. Like everybody, you know, you know, a lot of people look at those kids and they're like, there's no there's no chance. Well, these guys are getting you know, college degrees. And if they're not staying the full three years, you know what they're probably doing? They went not played in the NFL, um, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I saw something like they have the record
0: for the most uh, consecutive years with a first round pick. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, like just, 14, it 14 or something yeah. like that.
2: But that was as of 2009. That's when that film yeah. came out. That was yeah. as of 2009. Um, so, but yeah, like, I, I think people were very quick to just, immediately, you know, put those kids as a, as a statistic and yeah. not let them stand out. And then you had coaches like Johnson and Erickson and um, Schlenbecker, was that his name? Schnellenberger. Schnellenberger, thank you. Um, Schenbecker
0: was uh, Michigan.
2: Oh, okay, okay. But like, you know, these are the guys that gave those kid that those kids that chance, that yeah. shot. And then the kids took it and ran with it. And went straight to the fucking moon with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you're absolutely right. You and James were absolutely right, Heather. Like, just give him a shot. I mean, why not? What do you have Mm -hmm. to lose? You know, and, I, you know, it it just, you hear people that sit there and and piss and moan and complain about Michael Irvin. And it's like, dude, do you not realize he got his degree? He had a great NFL career. He's a hall of famer. And then he parlayed that into, uh, you know, a a broadcasting gig, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean it. What what do you have to complain about? Why? Because his suits are really nice, and he wears some rings. Like, bro, I want Michael Irvin's career arc. Like, that'd be great. Uh, you know, right? Twist but, my arm for that money. Yeah, but you know, he worked hard to to cultivate the personality that he has, and to to be you know to, one to excel in college the way he did and and then go on and excel in the NFL the way he did and then win those super bowls and then get into the hall of like i just the dude is is the epitome of hard work Well, and we all a, know
0: why certain people look down on yeah, people like that uh-huh uh, we do we do and it's and it was quite front and center in that documentary
1: yeah uh, uh, like they I,
0: they called it what it was
1: yeah i mean i think that's that's what needed to be broached especially you know and i i loved like the the Notre Dame Miami kind of thing because they weren't kidding that entire team in the eighties, which a bunch of white bread corn fed, you know? Oh yeah. And then you stack them up against, you know, Miami. And it's just like, bro. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, and, and James too, made a really good observation, um, kind of while we were watching it, because like you guys said, like they, they did put the racism issue like front and center, like you, like they, they didn't beat it over your head, but it was very obvious And the Mm -hmm. way they did it was really awesome. But he said that one observation that he made was that the problem is America at that time correlated them to wearing fatigues and then being African-American to them being Black Panthers or like Black Panther adjacent um, didn't, you know, like they didn't see a football team. They just saw a group of militants on a college campus that were running amok.
1: Yeah, and I'm okay with that
2: yeah like that's exactly <laughs> what it was it made people uncomfortable and and like yeah like i was like good job that was deep babe good job
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> that was his quote by the way that was his quote that, I was,
1: that, that was a very you got a smart cookie there
2: yeah right? i I know i do i know
1: yeah. But, but yeah I, I, that, that's a good point is is like you got especially at this time like we're coming out of the 70s you've got this I mean, things are changing in the '80s. Uh, you know, the economy is in free fall. You know, we're we're coming off of, uh, or, you know, we're we're starting the 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 Reagan, you know, the Reaganomics, and the, you know, American jobs are literally being outsourced. Um, you know, we're not our, our develop. You know, uh, manufacturing basis has gone. Uh, poverty is up. You have the savings and and, and uh, loan um, fiasco that torpedoed uh, a lot of people's savings. Like it's just. At that point, you know, they, all that hit uh, those, those poor communities even harder, you know. So these, like, you know, <laughs> you have kids that are playing football, enjoying themselves, doing what they want, and they're very in your face about it. Of course, you know, your more conservative elements uh, around that area aren't going to like that. And I, I commend them for that. Like, absolutely spit in the eye of people, you know, make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not... You know, if, if you've already got a bad attitude about them, and that's, I think I really like that part too. Was they're like they already don't like us, so to hell with them. We're just gonna go out and do us. And
2: yeah, it, well, and one quote too that I that I wrote down too was from one of the players. They were like, "Oh, you don't want to see me dancing in the end zone. Don't let me get in the end zone." Yeah, <laughs> like that was. It's their also mentality. very
0: interesting too that the the behavior that that team had in the eighties is kind of like how football is now. Yeah, uh, as compared to how it was, they kind of just changed how people are. If people are able to be themselves a little bit more. They still try to uh tamper certain things, but yeah, yeah. because
2: when they made them watch that video of the new <laughs> NCAA rules, <laughs> and they wore it rules, as a badge
0: of honor, like, "Hey, that's me." I'm the yeah.
2: recent... They, the Miami rule. That's what they called yeah. it. Called it the Miami rule. Yeah, uh,
1: that, I, I that thought was that was great. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I mean, amazing. That, that was a really good portrayal of. uh you know, of, of one of the most dominant periods of college football that you're probably ever going to see. Um, I know I really enjoyed it. You know, there there's some of those 30 for 30s that I just kind of look at it and I'm like, yeah, You know, well, but.
2: I will admit that's how I went into this one. Like I sent y'all that picture. Like I was not interested at all to watch it in those first 30 minutes. And I was kind of happy my TV just was like, no, no, we're not watching this. We're done. <laughs> But once I got over that hump, like, it was really good, and I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's how some of them are. Um, so with all that being said, what do you think for next week, guys? Are we, we going to give a little teaser? or? Uh, I mean, do, have,
0: have we picked out next week's yet?
1: No, but I have an idea uh, because I'm, I'm jonesing to talk college football. Okay. Uh, Pony Excess. Which about one's SM- that one? It's about SMU and the death penalty. Ah,
0: we we could we could do that one. I do want to get to believe Lind eventually.
1: Uh, I'm trying to give Heather a break from Ohio stuff since she's got to deal with us all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, know,
2: I appreciate that. <laughs> You're
1: welcome, much. Heather.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Pony excess could be a good one. I'm trying to see. I'm running through the list real quick to see if there's anything. Uh, that I would particularly like to do um Roll Tide Warrior Eagle could be interesting, uh, even though I hate both of those schools,
1: but it could yeah. be interesting. Huh? I don't know if huh? I could ask Heather to sit through those. Mm-mm. Um <laughs> I would
2: have to get very, very, very drunk.
1: Yeah, and just have and James even write then, down. and
2: even then I'm just gonna be belligerent about it. <laughs>
1: Um
0: uh, I didn't I didn't know about Youngstown boys. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. We're gonna have to watch that one.
2: Oh, there was one. Um dang. Let me see if I can find it. There was one that James was like, if y'all do it, please let me sit in on because that's his jam. Um y'all can keep talking. I'm looking for it. There
0: was there's this was the
2: XFL.
1: Yeah, I that's I want to do like that. This is the XFL small potatoes, pony excess. Those are my three favorites. Mm. Um, Youngstown boys come up in, in like fourth place, but um, you know, I I would love if we would get into that. Uh, The USFL one, small potatoes. If we're going to do that, I have a bonus episode planned for that. So uh, maybe we could just all sit in on that together and make it one thing.
0: Speaking of, I laughed when they said that, uh, uh, schnellenberger left for the USFL. Yeah.
2: Oh uh, yeah, we did too. <laughs> yeah.
0: For, for for a team that didn't even that didn't make even,
2: it. Yeah. Didn't even make it. Yeah. The
0: spirit of Miami, the team was called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh, oh. I still the, want you know, to do the, the thirty two for bills. thirty. Well, the thirty for thirty-one he was wanting to do was uh the fox catcher one.
0: Okay. uh The one I about the
2: uh, Penn State okay. wrestling.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. Rest. Okay. Yeah.
2: Because he was, because James was a wrestler in high school, so Seo uh, so might
0: be an interesting one.
1: I could mm. see him in a singlet.
2: <laughs> I haven't yet, so
1: <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe, maybe you know, maybe we could do that one in costume. Maybe
0: uh, Seo <laughs> might be an interesting one <laughs> to do too. He's
2: shaking his head, and he has no idea what was said. So,
0: uh, but we'd yeah, love, I mean, we we love you. We James. could do. Uh, the one, uh, the pony excess. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: wait, I, well, we'll see. But no,
1: well,
2: uh, now I have to. Or watch how about part this? Two though of the U, because now I need to finish it.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, they're both pretty freestanding, Heather. So you don't have to. Uh, I know, but
2: I've already started. That's, that's the problem. Me. That's both of y'all's fault. We,
1: Heather, ba- basically, admitted. what Heather's saying is, you
0: got to. We, we we either could do the you now or we have to try to convince her to get into the mindset to watch miami again
2: no 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 <laughs> it's just now i have to watch part two whether or not we talk about it just because i want to see if aaron hernandez is on it but i don't think he's going to be
0: he was um, florida
2: oh that's right no yeah. I no
0: was... no he, no, was... he yeah, played yeah. for urban meyer oh,
2: he... Yeah, yeah he did never mind he was on why the same team with tebow was... yeah but oh god why did i think he was at miami Nope. oh I think because I was like oh he probably should have played at Miami that's that's what it was
1: that's why I it would have been fitting uh, well guys uh quick sports update Rose nama will not be fighting at UFC 249 <laughs> 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 her, her, her bouts officially canceled uh so yeah have fun Dana um getting all that together
2: no okay so look, pick another pick pick a 30 for 30 I' I'm, I'm still gonna watch the u part two because I've committed so uh and that's y'all's fault.
1: I like the
0: one that's just called "I Hate Christian Leitner."
1: Yeah, I that that we should definitely go into that for our North Carolina centric. Uh, actually, why don't we do that one first? You want to do that next week? Yeah. Why don't Why don't we do "I Hate Christian Leitner"? Uh, I our, hate Christian
0: our, Leitner. Look at the life and basketball career of Christian Leitner and the intense dislike some fans still harbor for the former Duke University and NBA star.
1: Yep, uh, I'm all for. Uh, you know, holding on to that hate, so I identify with those people, and this will be a fun one. <laughs> All right, so let's do that one next week. Uh,
2: okay.
0: And and Heather, you can watch any of them that you want. Go watch the U part two.
2: I know, and then I'm probably gonna follow it with Catholics versus convicts. So. <laughs> yeah, it's really like a
0: three-part series for the. It Miami. really is.
2: I know, and I hate y'all for getting me on this, but it's fine. Anything but, for the show.
1: Anything that, for the show that'll wrap it up
0: for this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on all social media at hometown crowd. Uh, you can get in on the conversation, our new hometown crowd podcast group. I said, new, it's not really new at this point. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash hometown crowd pod, where we are doing a bracket of the top sports movies or what we've, you know, kind of labeled the top sports movies. All of max art artsy fartsy picks have
1: been eliminated. Yeah. Um, it's because you all have just shitty taste all right but
0: that's so. that, that's at <laughs> facebook.com slash group slash hometown crowd pod as always subscribe on your favorite podcast source and if you're on itunes leave us a review and we will read it on the air for mac and heather i'm tim thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd
1: bye everyone
2: and just remember that whenever you get that glass half empty feeling um just add vodka and stuff good. good
0: advice Uh, Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys.